believe that the heart does go on. Today is February 28th, and on this date in 1998, Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On from the movie Titanic goes to number one in the U.S. This is the Crossroads Music Podcast. Eric, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. We were actually just talking about Celine Dion because Julia wanted to know why I did not like Celine Dion. <laughs> oh, do you actually have like a burning hate for Celine Dion, or is it? Just I don't like have a burning hate. Like I think she's a really good like singer. I'm like I'm not discrediting her song capability, and like I get that song that like that song is iconic. Yes. I just I just think she's overrated. <laughs> I don't know. It's just not my jam. It's not my jam. Celine Dion? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, okay. She's definitely a great singer. I don't know about performer. I'm not crazy about her like stage moves and stuff. It's well, she just... just stands there and just like hand out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Near, stuff. far, <laughs> wherever you are. Um, but the so- some of the songs that she has are just like complete classics. They're so good. But. Yes, I will. I will admit that I'm just not a fan of hers. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. Anyways, this is Crossroads Music Podcast. This is a weekly music discussion podcast. Uh, Eric, what is your drink of choice for today? So today I got something right out of Vancouver. Uh, it is a single batch limited release. So there's two parts to this, which I will feature the next part on the next episode. Um. So it's the first four pack I picked up with. Um like uh, a pairing of one and a pairing of another drink, but they're both limited series in this old Yale brewing from old Yale town in uh, Chilliwack. Actually, it's not Vancouver. I was mistaken, Um, but it's the English toffee Amber ale. Uh, So I'm, I taste actually delicious after the first couple of sips. I just tasted it. It tastes good. It doesn't taste too sweet, which I was afraid of. Okay, nice. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it does taste very English. I don't know how to how how that makes sense. Maybe I'm just seeing the word English. <laughs> Maybe toffee is from England. I don't know. I don't think so, but mm, it's good though. Nice. Yeah, there's nothing there's nothing interesting on the back of this can. It just says limited single batch limited release. Hmm. Interesting. So, okay. Very nice. Um well, I guess uh, we should get into some music stuff. Uh, anything of note you've been listening to this past week? So I actually, because it's been blaring on the radio here, um, I've been listening to that new, well, I would say I haven't just been listening to this one song. I'm not that crazy. Uh, but uh, I listened to that uh, Beyonce single, Texas Hole. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, give me your opinion and then I'll give you mine. So that's the only thing I've listened to. So like, I haven't really listened to anything new. Okay. Um, so I actually thought it was really good. Like I thought, I thought like she has a good, like I'm excited to see what she does with the album. It definitely, like I predicted, had an R&B feel to the song. Yes. But there was enough country in there, which going back to our previous conversation, I think will and should be runner up for, country like billboard worthiness yeah okay so you think think there's enough country in there to make it country yes interesting do you not think so Uh, there is i don't know when i listen to it 
and I try to like separate, like very clearly that is Beyonce's voice. So you you sort of go into it with sort of a bias already because like you don't you don't associate mm-hmm. her with a country song slash a country artist. Um, but then there's so many like cliche country things in here. Like, especially lyrically, when she just starts shouting out, like, spurs and boots and, like, cowboy hats. Like, I think the end of the song, she just starts, like, spitting out, like, actual, like, just country cliche words. And I was like, what the frick is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just going so too hard. There you go. <laughs> like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> and I'm like, but a normal country artist, no one would ever say anything. Well, I mean, except for me, who just complains about having too many cliches in country music <laughs> but like i, I think could... i think that's a load of bollycock <laughs> as i say, say because i think that most country music nowadays have like there's that i listen to that uh wait, wait waking up on the wrong side of the truck bed yeah i listen to that song how is that not cliche and that sounds pure country <laughs> yeah I, I don't know it's just, I don't know. There's just so many, there's so many problems with, I guess, country for a while. It's just like too many cliches. They keep talking about I, pickup trucks and that's, freaking that's drinking a beer. But like, that's does every is, single man. song have to be that theme? There, I think one of the best cliche songs ever, um, and <laughs> I use this quote sometimes at work, is, uh, you know, rain is a good thing. Uh, rain makes corn rain makes or corn makes whiskey whiskey makes my baby get a little frisky (laughs) (laughs) how is that not cliche Uh, i know it's maybe Mm. maybe my disdain is uh with the cliches in country music rather than the song using cliches um because like once it got to the end and she just i think the last line Maybe the second last line is like fur spurs boots and she just shouts that out in the song. It's just like, oh my god, this is just another cliche country song. I don't think No, don't think say that good. Say that with a with an act like a twang. Like, furs, <laughs> spurs and boots. <laughs> there you go. Furs, spurs and boots. <laughs> so like So I don't know. I I thought that she tastefully Tastefully? Mixed, okay, okay. tastefully mixed the R&B with the country. It was very tastefully oh, done. Yes, yes. The mix of the R&B and country, yes. I just think she mm. just went too hard on the country cliche, mm. which is my problem with it. <laughs> it. Which is probably why it's a single. Maybe. Right? It's probably why it was chosen as a single song. Yeah. Because it's the most country lyrically. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyways, my opinion of the song is an okay song. I'm not like crazy mm-hmm. about the song, uh, Texas Hold'em, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It it fits in that category of country songs that I'm just like, I don't, I just laugh at it. And it's like, this is absolutely ridiculous because of the way mm-hmm. you've constructed these lyrics. And then I move on. <laughs> like i want my country music to actually like mean something not just like all these cliches about like sitting by the lake fishing and drinking a beer which right? is what you do in the country 
Like, I just want some emotion or something. I don't know, but <laughs> that's my that's my problem with like ninety nine percent of all country music that gets released. It's just, Fair it's enough. Just too much. Uh, which is what Beyonce's song sort of falls into. But then, uh, then on the other hand, like if you don't go hard enough on the countryside, then there's gonna be all this discussion about is Beyonce actually is doing a real country song which mm -hmm. i i don't think i'm gonna dispute that i think this song actually is a country song yeah yeah and and i think that was our whole debate whether we both like it or not yeah. or we're divided in this I'm in this song. song but uh i i actually don't mind it i thought i thought it was actually really well done um but i do agree i think it is a country song and i don't mm. think it should be blacklisted from any kind of country yeah. billboard or anything yeah. so so i think um i think the Beyonce song actually went to number one on Billboard's um, Billboard's Country Hot 100. Mm. I think it's Country Hot 100. I think that's what the the name of the the chart is. But she actually got a number one country song, making her, I believe, the first black female. I don't know if it's the black, first black artist, but at least the first black female to mm -hmm. go number one on the country Billboard charts. Okay, uh, my only caveat to that is that billboard now counts streams so mm. um it's not the core country artist that is pushing or the traditional country artist that is pushing that chart anymore it's just all of beyonce's fans or whoever's interested in streaming mm. that music who might have never listened to country or is not even a country fan, but that's why that song goes to number one. So I haven't looked at the numbers yet, but I am very interested to see if country radio is, if there's, if it's even making an impact there, because I want to know if the hardcore traditional country folk are actually mm -hmm. like playing the song. I mean, compared to some of the garbage that's out there right now <laughs> in country music, like they should that's be true. playing that instead of, you That's know, true. like artists like Sam Hunt. Sorry <laughs> if Sam Hunt's listening to this or any <laughs> Sam Hunt fans out there. I don't think he should be an artist at all. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Anyways, that's... Okay. Anyways, let's move on. Anything else you've been listening to other than... <laughs> that's it. Design? That's, okay, that's it. And, I, and just to clarify, that's not all I've been listening to all week. <laughs> I just haven't listened to anything new. <laughs> Uh, Chasing Dragonflies, welcome in. Thanks for joining. Um, similar to you, one song that was on rotation for me, uh, Linkin Park released a new song called Friendly Fire. Uh, so mm. I believe Mike Shinoda is planning to release basically a box set of unreleased songs uh, mm. that he's basically stitched together based on any demos he has of, of uh, Chester singing. Um, but uh, they, he released a new song called Friendly Fire. It's actually pretty good. It is, hmm. um, it's a very ballady type of song. So don't think it's like a, a preteen angsty Linkin Park song. Uh, hmm. But Chester sounds really good. I feel like there probably is some, uh, there might be some AI foolery in there. Because um, I don't think there's a clean enough vocal take to, to get that song constructed together. So I think there's some patchwork in there, but the song itself, not bad, not bad. Hmm. I do like it. So, right on. Uh, that's sort of what I've been listening to uh, this this past week. But uh, let's move on to the music news. 
so Nickelback has uh, won a lawsuit which claimed that their 2006 song Rockstar ripped off a song by Texas band Snowblind Revival for their song, also called Rockstar. Uh, the main difference is Nickelback's Rockstar is one word and their song is Rockstar two words. Um, the basis of the lawsuit was that the lyrics were similar in topic, using the same cliches in both songs, such as making lots of money, connections to famous people, and reference, references to sports. Uh, the, the band Snowblind Snow Revival did lose this lawsuit because the judge said the claim is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's like a win for Nickelback or not because like they're essentially being sued for being too generic because their mm -hmm. song was so generic in theme that someone else came along and said, hey, your song is too similar to what I'm singing about, which is uh, a bit of a problem. Which is funny because that goes to your theory about country music. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's like, well, then all the country music out there <laughs> should all not exist because it's all the same theme. It's the all the same thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a ridiculous lawsuit, but I just found it funny. That was... Hmm. Uh, that was something that someone even bothered to see Nickelback about. <laughs> uh, other news. Uh, so catalog selling is still happening. Artists are selling their catalogs. Um, Queen is uh, reportedly very close to a deal. And Eric, do you want to guess what the current ask is by Brian May and Co? $1 billion. $1.2 billion. Oh my God. For yes. the whole Queen catalog. That'll be the most. Yeah, by far. It's like double, wow. more than double. Uh, but it's reported that the deal is close and the estimated number is $1.2 billion for the whole Queen catalog, which is absolutely ridiculous. I don't that, know. What is, what, is it, what is it the highest right now? Uh, I think it's Dylan with 500 or Springsteen, which is insane. That's a Dylan. big jump. <laughs> I know it's like how, yeah, it's Dylan. Yeah. Uh, oh no, sorry. Springsteen. Springsteen sold to Sony $500 million, which is the largest amount currently. Um, but queen is 1. over double two billion dollars for that just shows you how good this band is yeah i mean their songs get played in every single sporting event yeah like we are the champions as much as i think that is one of the cheesiest songs ever yeah. it's literally made for championship like <laughs> any sporting events yeah like another one bites the dust is another one that I I hear being played at yeah. sports venues, just kind of in the background. We will rock you. We will rock you. That's a huge one. Everyone yeah. can like you can have zero musical talent, and we will yeah. rock you is, <laughs> is the easiest thing everyone can clap to. And if you can't, then I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, you need to go to jail or something. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, one point two billion is the uh, reported price for for Queen's catalog, which uh, I, don't, I don't know how you even recoup all that money. Um, that's that's nuts. 
Yep, that's a lot. That uh, is insane. In other Queen news, uh, the Freddie Mercury hologram show is in the works. Uh, so um, I think earlier this year or maybe last year, uh, Brian May did perform with Freddie Mercury for a single song uh, in one of his shows. Uh, but they are trying to put together a full-on Freddie Mercury hologram show, and I assume this is going to be a Queen production. However, Brian May has come out and said he is okay with uh, having holograms for Freddie Mercury and uh, the band, but he would prefer if he was dead first. So as long as he is alive, he would prefer if he performed the songs himself. Uh, But when he's dead... He's okay with a hologram uh, of mm. Queen happening. It's interesting. I can see that. Yeah? Because it would be like, as an artist, you'd be on stage and you'd be like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're Brian May and then you're just, like, sitting there playing and you're like, I'm the only person that's real right now and then everybody oh, else is yeah, holograms. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's just, it's just weird, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm still on that fence of if they're dead, they're dead. Stop making mm-hmm. these holograms. Because I still don't, I still don't have a band that I'm like. I need to go see the hologram version of them. Like if the I don't think I'll ever be at that point ever. Yeah, like the Beatles. If they did a full on hologram show for the Beatles, because obviously we have not seen the Beatles perform ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be interested. I wouldn't be interested at all. Like, I would, I would be more interested if I was like, hey, I want to check out the Beatles. Let me know which live DVD to check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because I'm sure you can't tell me that there's one recorded live event that Queen did that people are going to be like, you need to check this one out because it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. The, the whole hologram thing is sort of strange. I get it if you use holograms to sort of enhance your live uh, show. I think mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. But doing like a full-on hologram show where the whole performance is just like holograms and lights and everything, I don't know. It's not not something I'm terribly interested in. <clears throat> uh, movie news, Bob Marley, One Love is already one of the top 10 highest grossing music biopics ever. It has grossed over $71.2 million as of this last weekend, which uh, I don't know. I don't know why there's so much hype for the Bob Marley docu- uh, documentary. Biopic. I think it's because it's it's like, I love Bob Marley. I think he's great. I, I want to see the film. Like I was telling you earlier before we started this episode. Yeah. Um, I just think that it's just kind of like an almost, oh my God, it's Bob Marley. Like everybody has to, it's like a bandwagon jump on. Everybody just jumps on it. Okay. So like, don't get me wrong. Like I like listening to his songs and there's like, I think uh, Redemption Song is probably one of my favorites that he's made. So good. Yeah. Um, and I want to see the film. However, I don't like, I'm not excited to like die hard. Like I need to see it right now. Right. And I think everybody's just jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> like I, that's what I think this is. Cause like as great as Bob Marley is obviously like one of the greatest musicians ever. Like, I don't think Bob Marley is a relevant musician today, especially no. when it comes to like pop culture. I don't really see like, people quoting bob marley all the time or like people referencing his music all the time 
Mm-hmm. Like, he's, I don't know, he's just not part of the zeitgeist. So I'm just surprised that people are very interested in uh, a biopic on Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. I agree. I just don't know. It's sort of like if a, if another Bob Dylan biopic came out today, I would be surprised if anyone was interested because yeah. like Bob Marley is not a relevant musician today. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think if a Bob Dylan one came out, I would be the same as this one. I'd be like, I want to see it, but yeah, I'm not like dying to see it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Anyways, it's in the top 10 highest grossing music biopics of all time. So it's pretty good. It's another payday for uh, the 30 kids of Bob Marley. <laughs> uh, oh, and, and very distressing news for me. Um, so after five years, after their final show, Slayer, who have went on their farewell tour and said, we're done. They're officially getting back together. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> they will be playing two festivals in the fall, Riot Fest and Louder Than Hell. Um, I, I, I don't... When I saw this, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that Slayer are getting back together. <laughs> because they literally had like a two and a half year farewell tour. Just broke up. And like... And Carrie yep. King and Tom Araya, the two, uh, the only two original members of that band. Um, well, Dave Lombardo's still alive, but he got kicked out. But the two actual original members of the band that are in the band, like they, they're apparently not friends. Apparently, like <laughs> they are so polar opposite. They don't hang out. They don't like enjoy each other's company. They don't hate each other, but they just don't like. They have no interests. They have different opinions on everything. I am surprised that they even want to like do this again. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what to tell you. Like, you got to get the. They've probably realized. Oh, we can make more money. Let's make more money, guys. Let's go on tour. They don't need more money. They've made so much. I don't know. Okay, so the question really is, am I going to go to Riot Fest now to see Slayer reunited? (laughs) I'm not going to Louder Than Life. That's that's too far. But Riot Fest, I believe, will be in Chicago. So the question is... That's not too bad. Chicago's a great place. I love Chicago. Am I going to go and see Slayer again, even though I already saw them on their farewell tour? I think you should, because you never know. They could end after these festivals. Uh, I just I can't support this. I honestly can't support this because like <laughs> I'm like what if a band says it's it's over, it's over. Like I I don't mm-hmm. I don't get it. But anyways, for all you diehard Slayer fans, two more shows. They're still they're still gonna do. <laughs> they're two still more shows. going. <laughs> um. Ooh, director Sir Sam Mendes will be making four separate films about the Beatles. Uh, one for each band member's perspective. Uh, our good friend over at Grown Up Gaming uh, did link us this article. Um, I do not know how I feel about this because I really don't. I don't need four different movies of all four <laughs> members of the Beatles and their perspective of how the band went. Yeah, I feel like the shortest film. It'll be Ringo Stars. <laughs> It'll be the shortest film. It'll be twenty minutes long. 
Yeah, he's just talking yeah, about Octopus Garden, and then yeah. So, what do you think of the band? Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> that's, like, that's all you have to say. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like overkill <clears throat> having four films now. Maybe if they're four short films, like thirty minutes each, I can see that. But I think they're full <laughs> le- full length uh, feature films. So <laughs> look out for that. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, and finally, last piece of news. A Brooklyn-based band named Real Estates released an album last week called Daniel. In celebration of their release, they put on a gig and only allowed people in that were named Daniel. Additionally, they also performed a cover of Elton John's song, Daniel. Of course. Of course they did. I kind of saw that coming. I was like, where's the Elton John bit coming here? <laughs> I sort of like this idea. Just have a bunch of people named Daniel all in the same venue and all singing the song Daniel. It's actually pretty funny. That is funny. <laughs> um, but anyways, that happened this past week. Uh, let's move on. Album review time. Uh, so for it. this week... Uh, we have uh, decided to listen to and discuss the brand new Blackberry Smoke album, Be Right Here. Uh, so Be Right Here is the eighth studio album by American rock band Blackberry Smoke. It was released on February 16th, 2024. So Eric, your thoughts on this album? So Blackberry Smoke is one of my favorite Southern rock bands. Ever like favorite. I want to. I would love to see these guys live. Oh. Love to see them live. Okay. Uh, but I don't think they play much in Canada, which sucks. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to go see them in Seattle or something, because um, that's that'll be the closest I can get to. Um, however, the, this album, it's I uh, I have mixed feelings about this album, and I think that their best stuff is kind of in their middle slash earlier stuff. So uh, like Whippoorwill is probably the best album that they would come out with. And uh, I believe the next album um, that is insane is like an arrow. Uh, Those two albums for me, just like perfect. Um, This one it's, it's good, but it's not like, I wouldn't say it's great. I would say it's easily forgettable that according to their catalog, but these guys are really good at making like all their first songs are really good at just catching you into this loop. They have, what I love about this band is that like when the chorus hits, like everybody's singing in the chorus, which is great. You have like these harmonies that are just so Southern rock and it's just so good. And even like the guitar solos kill me with this band. Cause it's, cause they play these like just non pentatonic scales that just fit the melody of, of where the music's going. And it's insane. Um, I felt this album started off good. The middle was kind of weak. And then it ended off actually pretty decent. So, uh, I mean, like it's Southern rock, so it's not like you're getting anything like crazy, but this is like on the verge of becoming country, but almost like a jam rock band, yes. which I absolutely love. I love the jam rock bands, right? So I can go on about these bands, but I am very curious to see what you thought of these guys. Before we get into my opinion, I do have a question. Um, so when you say this is one of your favorite Southern rock bands, 
would you put them in your like top five all time top 10 all time top 15 all yes. time really top top five for sure really yeah because i i'm sort of surprised by that just because uh i when i was putting this whole list together and I saw this is their eighth studio album. I was like, holy shit, this is an old band. I literally thought this was maybe their third album. Oh, I see. Like, I, I've i never heard of this band prior oh, to maybe, I think, so two I think two years ago, you might have mentioned this band. And that was the first time that I was like, yeah. oh, this band exists. And Eric says they're good. <laughs> I literally thought they were a brand new band. <laughs> they've been around for a while <laughs> so, so eight like, studio albums so on a level of like them versus like um i don't know uh a leonard skinner do they have that sort of southern rock pull that a leonard like leonard skinner is a brand name blackberry yes. smoke in that same sentence like do they have that similar so legacy the, that's the thing. Like, I think that this like not a lot of people know this band, but every every time I mention this band, who is kind of interested in their genre, has always come out saying that this band is sick, right? Mm. And and I think they're definitely lost in the noise of everything else. Um, but these guys are actually really good, talented musicians. Not saying that Leonard Skinner isn't. It's just Leonard Skinner reached that popularity that yeah. just kind of just hit the mat, like Sweet Home Alabama. Like they don't. They have a song kind of like, I wouldn't say similar sounding, but similar in famedom, which is One Horse Town, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, one song that they do, is, which is excellent, which is from one of my favorite albums by these guys, Whippoorwill. Um, but I don't think that they'd ever be at that famedom as Leonard Skinner. But I think that they are definitely, in my opinion, one of like t- probably top five, like in the top five best wow. Southern rock bands that there is. Oh, okay interesting okay okay Mm -hmm. um so i came in listening to this thinking they were a brand new band and i was thinking (laughs) oh these little these young kids they really got the uh the vibe of southern rock like they Mm -hmm. really sound like they're old (laughs) (laughs) uh so yeah uh i guess i was right they do sound old uh because they are old people um when i listened to this i was like it was good but I felt like I've heard this before. That was my problem mm-hmm. with this album for the most part. When I listened to these songs, I was like, oh, that's a cool riff. But it's sort of stuck in that Southern rock, almost country mm-hmm. vibe, almost jam rock, not so much. But like, I kept listening to it thinking maybe there's going to be something new. I was looking for something new that hasn't been done before, but Mm. I ended up just listening to an album that was very good, but it's been done. Yeah. So I was a bit disappointed by that because in my mindset, I was like, oh, this is a relatively new band. Maybe they have something new to offer. But maybe that was the wrong approach for me. I should have just realized they're an old band that is just repeating what they've already done. So, which is exactly what this album is. Yeah. So I think I just went into it the wrong way, uh, which is my bad. Um, but that would be my criticism of this album. It is good, but I've heard all this before. I need to. I need something else. 
I really liked Azalea, even though it's in the middle of if, of the album. Um, mm-hmm. I do agree that the beginning was very strong. The middle was a bit of a letdown, and the end was okay. It was a little bit better, mm-hmm. but I I really liked Azalea out of the batch of songs. Yeah, um, they write a good slow yes. song. Yeah, 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 and that's what One Horse Town is, which is probably by far their best one. Which I would highly recommend you check out if you've obviously heard these guys before. Um, yeah, I think that now I'm coming from a point where I've listened to their previous albums, so I mean it's it's good, but it's not better than anything else that they've come out with. So so I would have to agree with you. It's it's been done. Mm-hmm. Right. That being said, they've been around for a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I just I just find his voice very unique. Uh just very interesting to listen to, especially when it comes into the um the harmonies and stuff like that. It's just mm-hmm. it just blends in so well. Um but yeah, like I would if I was gonna recommend this band, I would give you a couple other albums to listen to other than this one. Let's right. just put it that way. Yeah, yeah, for for sure. If 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 I needed to recommend someone to Southern Rock, like I would have no problem saying this album, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. like obviously there is better stuff, but there's definitely worse stuff than the like. This is a very good representation of what Southern Rock is, yeah. uh, what it sounds like. So like, it stays in its it stays in its lane in the, in its genre. Um, but again, it's just like I've I've heard this stuff before, so I wasn't particularly interested um, mm. in what they were saying. So, but it's good to know that their earlier stuff uh, is much better. Or, uh, there's better stuff that this band has, uh, mm. and it just doesn't stay at this sort of level. These guys are on my bucket list. I, I will eventually see these guys live, and I will be so happy <laughs> that I have seen them. I'm surprised they don't go come to Canada at least like um like a uh, Calgary or something. Yeah, you would think, but unfortunately they don't. Because <laughs> I actually looked up their website; they're actually going on tour at the end of the year in Europe. Oh, uh, which seems like if you're gonna go Europe, you might as well come to Canada. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's closer. Yeah, <laughs> come on, seems strange. Um. But okay, let's uh, let's move on to final thoughts and ratings. Uh, Eric, what are you gonna give this one? You know, when I was when I was listening to it at the very beginning, like the first time I listened to this album, um, I definitely was at a point in like the fourth song. I'm like, this actually might be an eight out of ten for me. Uh, but uh, sadly, I'm gonna have to give it a seven, a solid seven, and I'm giving it like a plus one bias bonus <laughs> because i love this band uh but i think that there are better stuff to listen to from this band for sure mm, okay okay uh i'm gonna give it slightly higher i'm giving a 7.5 7.5 out of 10 because Ooh. i think it is a good album it is not a very good album mm-hmm. um and it's hard to really criticize an album that sounds this good and is like Mm -hmm. the songs are good it's just there isn't that extra extra sauce that extra special thing about this that makes it like a great album so i hear you i'm gonna give it a 7.5 i think if you listen to us to this and you enjoy southern rock i think you'll enjoy this album it's just there's nothing overly special about it 
What would you say the best Southern rock group is, in your oh, opinion? The best? And, you, and I would say you can't choose Leonard Skinner, because I feel like Leonard Skinner is just too generic. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, Leonard too, Skinner. too iconic, right? Yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan and what's his band? Trouble? Double oh, trouble? double trouble. I would consider them more blues yeah? than Southern rock. Okay, you have to give me some names then, because uh, that's the first like one. Like the Allman Brothers. Oh shit! Yeah, government, government mule, no, no, government mule, no, no, government no. mule would be my my yeah? top. Yeah, I. But the Almond honest, Brothers are like a close second. Yeah, like Almond Brothers. I think Almond Brothers would be first. <laughs> I personally, I would put Stevie Ray Vaughan in there, but I get your point that it's more bluesy. Um, yeah. But uh, Almond Brothers, I think, is number one for me. Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this i'm surprised this is in your top five that's that's crazy because this blackberry smoke yeah because to me this band and now i've been corrected because it's their eighth studio album but to me they're very now that i know this information i guess they're more of a cult like a cult band right they're like they a, are more of um indie indie cult band type of thing I absolutely and check just check out whipperwell if you want to listen to the album or just check out one horse town that it's like an amazing it's probably their best song one horse town so nice um okay perfect so a seven for you 7.5 for me not bad not bad at all uh all right so the album forward next week that we are going to be listening to and i don't know why this made it on the list but it's going to be funny <laughs> Um, <laughs> hold on i just realized that my name is wrong okay so the god's yeah. telling us right there that this is gonna be hilarious <laughs> the album that we are going to be uh, listening to and discussing next week is uh swing fever by rod stewart with jules holland i don't know why these two got together and decided to do a swing album in 2024 but this is the album that we're going to be listening to and discussing. So <laughs> we'll be back on Wednesday next week here at twitch.tv slash the Crossroads Music Podcast. Discussing... Man, he hasn't aged well. <laughs> hey. Yeah, Rod Stewart. Uh, his girlfriends keep getting younger, but him? <laughs> I don't know what um anyways that's the album anyways chasing dragonflies have a good night thanks everyone for for tuning in uh we're here at twitch.tv slash the crossroads music podcast we'll be back here wednesday at 10 p.m et 7 p.m pt uh catch us on spotify apple music all the places where you get your podcast uh, uh the album reviews will be on youtube eventually uh but come yell at us there i don't think we got any fan mail for the past week but i didn't really check but uh, maybe I'll give you an update next week on that. Uh, but that is it for the show. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, Eric, anything else before we wrap this all up? Cheers, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>